Hello and welcome to the Dapper Mouse podcast with Final Stand and Dapper Mouse. So yeah, um, do you want to start it off with your stuff that you've been? Let me see. Um, I was making really good progress on um, the mother I uh, the mother I never knew, chapter six. Um, and I pulled up and worked on last night. Uh, Life is a New Hire, Chapter 49, The Great Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of progress. I've been really down, which has been quite a story of my life the past month. I've just really depressed, and I'm not really sure why. Um, um, got several stories in the back burner. Uh, I just didn't have a problem putting a word to page. Um, uh, so my turn? Yes, your turn. So, I've still been working on the um, Space Opera one, where uh, I came up with some new things thanks to my help of my talking to people. Like, um, should I mention them here? Like, it's two minor things. Yes. So, uh, the first thing was, um, uh, basically, um, a weapon that they can use in this sci-fi world. That was originally a children's toy, but they fucked with it, that was way more scary now. <laughs> so, basically, it's a teleporting gun that can teleport you, like, within, like, a few, like, like half a foot... Like anywhere. Yes, I thought it was like two meters up, two meters in any direction, but not into a solid object. No, uh, for the children's toy. Oh. But then they edit it so they can do that. And since you're fighting on spaceships, it would be bad, kind of bad if you just got teleported out of the spaceship. So it's a kind of a deadly weapon. It was, it was very. The people who made the toy had a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> hey, hey, shoddy workmanship, or really good workmanship, depending on your point of view. And then my idea, and then the second thing. Technically, it's two things, but how do they do holidays on their planets? Like, for instance, um, the Moth people have, like, their mating rituals. Yes. And that's technically a holiday for them. And also, like, w- for instance, like, how how would you think the world... Uh, actually, how do you think the world would have changed if the, if the Native Americans had the ability to make purple dyes? Purple dyes? Mm-hmm. Well, it'd have been a it immediate trade good, a, another trade good they yep. could have could have made, but they already had trade goods they could make. For instance, I imagine it like how they how um like the South American tribe uh Southern American tribes worked, where how they had so much gold, but they just like saw it as like a non corrosive item that they could use all the time. Yes. Like they, for, I forget what the exact tribe, but like they would like paint him in like gold dust and have him go into the and go into like and to become the new like chief. Yes. And then, like, also, um, again, with holidays, um, because, for instance, like, I remember watching a lot of children's media, and, like, for some reason, like, magical, like, fantasy places, or, like, um, spaceships, like, there is a, there technically is a, uh, Christmas special for, uh, for, um, Star Wars. It's called the Wookiee special, and it's... Oh, yes. Yeah, it's hated. <laughs> so, it's just, like, what do they still, like, for Christmas? Like, do other, what the other holidays do, like, the planets happen, all that stuff. Um, yeah, so that's some well, stuff. Again, some of it depends on how much of the culture we, we impress upon them versus mm-hmm. how much of their culture they maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, unfortunately for a lot of native tribes, they're called, they're, most of their holidays were, were subsumed or annihilated yep. by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now they get, you know, Easter and they get uh, Christmas and everything, but what other holidays do they have, which yeah. we now don't know nothing about? Also, I think one thing that will that kind of differs my story from many other stories, like from Star Wars and like Star Trek, yes. uh, is that they. Well, 
it's kind of similar to the Look Me Too, but like uh, the robots, or as I call them, sirs, I can't remember the exact um, terminology now, uh, what the acronym stands for, but like they basically, um, when they became sentient and they did the thing where they multiply their brains as far as they can, um, they didn't instantly take over the world, like um, in The Matrix or something like that. Uh, they, uh, that. Yeah, they actually helped create um, the, because the Earth is actually one of the first like major space-raising space people. And so basically how it goes is that uh, first they get into space, and then the Sirs become sentient. And the Sirs are just like, hey, let's make an ethics system so we don't actually really fuck with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so basically, uh, in the, I haven't thought, so I'll name around the year, in the year 2043, um, mm-hmm. they have the laws of like, uh, like of how to introduce into new societies. Because for instance, like in Star Trek. Prime Directive. Yeah. But like in Star Trek, uh, like they, their, their thing is to observe and don't interact. Correct. Yeah. And it's just like, that always sounds stupid. Like you're leaving them in a, in a worse position. Like, I understand not wanting to like totally wail over someone's society, but like if you have like humanitarian help, like that's, that isn't Christian. I don't like that. <laughs> but like for instance, like if, um, like say if, uh, I want to go over and like teach some kids in, uh, like India. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's like some concepts that are going through my head. Um, when it comes to, um, my space, uh, space age, uh, world. I'm actually not sure if I already mentioned it or not, but yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get to the next topic? No, I was just thinking, or there's a civilization down there, that one civilization is, is, is kind of, kind of benevolent and, and, you know, meritocratic, and the other civilization is cannibalistic. We, 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 we go, do we help the society that's in danger of going under because we won't interfere with the cannibals? That's not going to sing. Uh, I have a parasite that agrees. Yes. That has another sentient race that they use as, um basically incubators um how it works is that um they need a certain type of stomach like as common in like uh sheep and cows mm-hmm. as we i God, i can't remember the exact terms but like several uh, basically they have several stomachs and so um it's basically they found a solution for the problem like giving them like the uh giving them like cows and pigs and sheep who have yes. the exa- who are the same who have the same stomach system so it works uh, oh my dog's outside <laughs> Don't worry about him. Oh, you were looking at him, so. Um, Yeah, and so they technically freed the the, um, unparasitic race, and so it's just, like, there's still, like, big problems between the two, because, like, the the enslaved race is conscient, is, can basically live. It it lives like a normal human, basically. And so it's just, like, uh... Also, another thing is that I have several, um several different races that aren't exactly human-like. Like, yes, absolutely, like the cloud race. Yeah, or cloud slime, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> basically, um, that one is uh, basically, how do I say this? It's basically a sentient cloud where it basically splits like a, yeah, a utopian society that splits like amoebas. And they have a really interesting gaming system that I came up with, but I don't have my laptop here, so I can't answer it. Oh, yes, but that leads on to the next subject, which is... My bedroom. Yes. Uh, so I'm like, no, I'm still no, making. Not only fans or things like that. No, no, no. I am a teenager still, technically edging out of it. But um, I have like the only time I really had a clean room was when I moved. Okay, there's four bedrooms in our household, and I was in like the top one between my brother and my parents. And I moved down here um to the basement bedroom that used to be a guest room. 
um, is now my room, and I'm really happy with it. Uh, well, for the longest time, it was, like, always messy, like, I left sting through strewn and brown and like I just was not happy and like um before I started cleaning my room I actually set up um set up, workstation yeah in like my father's man cave um so uh yeah um and so I was living down here but I also wanted, wanted to be conscientious conscientious of my dad where he needs his own needs and he likes them alone time and so I was conscientious of that and eventually I one night I told my mom like Hey, um, I thought I, um, how, can we, like, move some furniture around in my room so I can, like, um, like, li work, move somewhere else? Because, because uh, my bed has always been in the corner, and that's, like, always a kid thing. So I wanted a chance to have, like, a bed where, like, you could get to either side, all that stuff. Um, so I, my mom, that night when I asked her, we started moving my furniture. Um, mm -hmm. basically, uh, there's, how it works is it's a rectangular room with a closet that leads to a mini hallway where uh, I, where, uh, to the door to the outside room. And so, um, how it works is that, um, I move, and there's a window to, to, um, on this, uh, Hello. yeah, to the front air. And so, my, originally, my old dress right there, now my, um, ritual stand, I'm, oh, by the way, I, I'm practicing Wicca, uh, just- Nice like, Templar! Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so, I, I'm, uh, practicing Wicca, and, um, I just started moving, uh, she helped me move stuff around, so my bed is against the window, and my, um, dresser is in the corner. Then we bought some more stuff, like a clothing hanger, because I want to have a place to, to hang up my cosplays. Mm -hmm. So I got that, and I'm so happy with it. Um, it's, it's just like, I know it's kind of like, um, like, a lot of, in, like, beauty influencers have that, but I really like it, because I can actually see my cosplay. Um, I bought another mirror. I bought something to go at the end of my um, table, uh, bed, for it basically is a little great uh, entertainment set. So I have like all my old sewing stuff there, because I couldn't fit it all into my glass table. Because also no, um, a majority of my furniture is real wood that was my grandmother's grandparents stuff. So it's like really old, but like it's, it's, it's well quality. So I have a glass table uh, vanity where I put on the makeup and earrings and stuff. And, um, and then, um, Oh, uh, pause. Sorry for that. Uh, the phone just rang. Um, my dad had to answer it because, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, God, um, yeah, so I had, like, uh, originally I had the glass table. Basically, um, this is your first dorm room. Yeah, basically. Uh, glass table, uh, a vanity, and a dresser. And those were, like, the original stuff in there. Um, eventually I brought in a shelf where I keep all my collectibles. Um, so I, for several years, uh, since like 20... Before you bought Josh's cough. Since 26, <laughs> basically since 20... God, when loot boxes was still around, if you know what loot boxes. Uh, I mm -hmm. have like a lot of like collectibles. Like, on top is just miscellaneous, but like I have a Marvel shelf and DC. I have a lot of groups that I'm probably going to give to everyone else. Because, <laughs> yeah. Also note, I have stolen a lot of my figurines from everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they don't like put them anywhere like to view them they just leave them on the table and just, just like I just, no <laughs> I know it's me <laughs> this little hand comes up out of nowhere snap yeah and they're gone um but uh I recently added an old bookshelf bookshelf from my old room mm -hmm. and then I got another bookshelf that I had to take it was actually like a dvd stand I think but I took off the door and now I keep my books there um uh yeah also 
before all this, um, you're wondering where I put all my clothes that don't go into the dresser because I stopped using. I actually got a like mini felt box thing where I put all my pants um and other stuff that can't go hanging. <laughs> and so I basically how I if I have to do laundry, I have to close all my door, door close both doors, shimmy sh uh, it shimmy out my dresser, hang up all the clothes, and then shimmy back in my dresser. So yeah, that's uh, it's a little impractical, but it's my room and I like it. Um, uh, yeah, I also hung up curtains and so I got rid of the blinds and hung up, hung up curtains. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I did. Um, I just I also I brought my I have a succulent plant succulent plant that I call Suck and he's in my room. You hung up a bird feeder outside. Oh yeah, yeah. I also hung up a bird feeder uh, outside my window. So yeah. You hung it outside of out of my area. And ants got to it, so she moved it mm -hmm. away from the ants. Also, because I wouldn't be really seeing it that much. Where is that? Yeah, because yeah, I, because I was. What I want to see is not important. Shut <laughs> <laughs> They will never know what happened. <laughs> Bird, I can talk to birds. This is my superpower. <laughs> Actually, I think like they would have eaten the ants, but um, I just I put it somewhere so I can see it basically from my bedroom, and yeah, I've been like. It's been pretty good. Um, can we actually talk about what happened today with your pizza? Can I talk about yes, it? Yes, you may talk about my, my, my good fortune. So, um, I I was hungry and I had to go out shopping with my mom for lunch. Um, so, I got some, I got the stuff I was already shopping for. But then um, I got um, a slice of cheese pizza for me and a slice of pepperoni because my dad was the only one who, who, only one who else wanted pizza. Because um, we went to Harris Cheater, they sell pizzas there. It's really good. Though I do like the California uh, California sushi rolls. That's Kroger elsewhere in the country, folks. Oh, yeah. Yes, if they, if they, if they bought each other out. Then one bought another, so whoever. Yeah. Um, and so, as I was getting his, uh, the first started with yours, and they dropped the first slice. And I was just like, oh, okay. On the ceiling. <laughs> on the, on, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> on the, um. On the table, and so they slowly did another piece into his box, and she's like, "Hey, we're gonna throw this away. Do you want it?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, sure, he'll like it." Yeah. Um. So yeah, you got two pieces of pepperoni, and I got one slice of cheese. The pepperoni superior to cheese pizza. We got number you. Two to one. And she should. She everyone... gives me the bird. She goes. Eh, bird. Also, everyone else in the house eats cheese. Larry eats cheese pizza. Yes. Are you surprised? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, he does eat cheese pizza. Yes. Um, and if mom had a pick, she would eat cheese. Um, she would choose uh, like mushroom or bacon pizza. She likes those. Yeah. Also, um, actually, I'm trying to think what else we could mention. Um. So yeah. Um. So, uh, we had to break out because I had, because of stuff. Stuff <laughs> um, happened. So, in honor of my mom and what my father has created, we want to talk about Cobalt in a Mexican, Mexican jail. jail. Which is more of a overalling, arching, um, what uh, me and my, my better half talk about on occasion is old games and, and doing new stuff with old games. As in old games, you like tabletop games, not old. as old like video games. Yes, true. We, we're not big video game people. <laughs> Actually, she is in investigative games, like things like that. 
uh, like Finder of the Clues and, and yep. Candy Crush, things like that. Yeah. Whereas I am not, except strategy games. Yeah, you like, uh, what is your game called again? Uh, Total War. Yeah, you like Medieval that. Medieval Total War. You really like that one. You like yes. play every faction and you still haven't finished any. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I mean, I, I've gotten close once. <laughs> yeah, I made it almost to the, to the 14th century. And you have like five, you have, how many countries, how many countries have you played? All of them? I'm trying to think if I've not played a country, um, I don't think I've played Hungary of all countries. I really like Hungary as a nation. I just never played them. Um, so yeah, uh, my, yeah, you were never hungry. I was never hungry. I was never hungry enough. Oh yeah, also, um, uh, what we're talking about, my mom also mentioned that I have a laugh from a childhood cartoon uh, TV show she used to watch of a witch sometimes. Uh, I forget what it's called, but like it's it's basically like a kid going out on a rowboat and um, like there's an evil witch. I, it's I, a kid's cartoon? A TV show when she was a child. Oh, okay. I I don't remember what it's called, but like she just always says I like, laugh like her. <laughs> but um, back to topic. Cobalt's yeah. in a Mexican jail. So the... Um... A lot of my stories have had a great input, deal of input from the um, wife. <laughs> she has often a, a moderating influence on some of my more dour impulses. Uh, she's a great comedic mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things is, is uh, I played a, a game called Dragon Mount. And that's where all the, the, the PCs were either dragon sorcerers Wait, was Dragon Mount a D&D game or a... It was a Pathfinder D&D game. Yes. Uh, so that's 3.5 uh, 3. 3. 5 or 3.75, depending on your point of view. Um, and you would like the five counselors for the five colors. It was mm-hmm. evil. Oh, they're and, all dragons, by the way. Well, they became all dragons yes. later in the game. Um, but, yes, it's... Um, it's what happens if Dragon Mount comes to the modern world mm-hmm. and things that would happen. And so we were talking about the Cobalts, which is our, her favorite, one of her favorite races. Yeah, I she even has have, great sympathy for them. I even had a, I had a Cobalt character in a D and D game too. You were actually, a very tall Cobalt. Two, uh, I actually did play Cobalt once, and then there was oh. the uh, Orphan Cobalt. Yes. Yeah, but um, we're not talking about that. We're continuing with you. It's and so we gave the story of Cobalts in a Mexican jail, <clears throat> which I actually want to use in another story, just as a. a just as an homage to, to her, 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 her creative energies, as someone mentions that they're, they're, they're reading this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's what happens um, when you take the small, relatively helpless-looking kobolds <laughs> um, and stick them in a Mexican prison in the middle of a barrio in southern Mexico City. <laughs> and it's like you give them infinite food source. Mm-hmm. And you give them a fortress they can, they can live from. So it's you arrest ten. Yep. And as, as the weeks go by, you get more and more and more, and then suddenly your prison population slowly starts to decrease. Yeah. And it's like, well, they're escaping. We're, we're, we're looking around. We always find these little tunnels going into the rooms, you know, where at night the couples will flood their rooms and just take out one cell, you know, and then just, just, just take out the bodies. Mm-hmm. Because kobolds are, in fact, cannibalistic. Yeah. Um, so they don't attack the guards because kobolds are also intelligent. They're not dumb like some of the other races. Uh, and then the guards protect them. And that if guards go missing, there's going to be trouble. 
but if prisoners go missing, eh, they're going to search around a bit, but once the guards get a handle on what they think is going on, eh, these guys are in a maximum security prison anyway, you know. Um, but the, um, this comes up and it gets into uh, the wife's character's uh, um, purview, or gets it because she is the, um, the thief master of Lorelei, uh, who's the sea spider. That's her, her symbol, the, the blue spider. And she's like, you don't understand. She's trying to explain to the U.S. and the Mexican governments what's happened. It's like, it's like, like they're going to start reading your, your, your free populace. Yeah. Your, 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 it's the poor of the surrounding areas because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. They're considered a pest for a reason. And they have, they set up egg chambers and they're building up a population base. One of my favorite things from the story yes. is how the cook survives. Yes. <laughs> you want to explain the, it? The cooks, the cooks are, of course, your prisoners. But the cooks order the food. Mm-hmm. And they feed the kobolds in line. And as the kobolds realize, the cooks realize that there are more of them. And the cooks that wrap them out. <laughs> the kobolds, you were saying, you were going to, what about them? Uh, like, they, they basically keep him alive because yes. they give him food. Yes. Even though, again, the more they get more and more of the food line becomes cobalt's with the little trays. Yeah, it's food time. It's, I don't know. We, 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 get a, we get a steel device. We come, we sit it here, and they give us food. And everyone else complains about the food, but the rest is heaven. Yep. You know, why? Because it's free. <laughs> we don't have to fight something for it. Yeah. Um, Ooh, you, can I also mention a different yes. cobalt story? Yes. Cobalt op- Opera Theater. Oh, yes. Um, in the story, there was uh, an ongoing somewhat comedic, but actually it had a, had, a, had an overall importance called the Cobalt Opera. <laughs> and the Cobalts would actually go into to medi combat at the start of every season to be who would be actors, who would be uh, uh, set designers, uh, who would be roadies mm-hmm. of the, the opera because it was not only where you paid, it was a high prestige area. And the problem, of course, was in Cobalt Opera was these are Cobalt's looking at Shakespeare's plays, most yeah. of Shakespeare. And it would often start with, for instance, um, is like in Hamlet, the guy playing the king, so he realized Hamlet's going to kill me in like five acts. I better do something about it. <laughs> yeah, that, as it starts off with, guards, kill him! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, uh, would it be like in the beginning, like the, the original King Hamlet's dad, just like, kill my cousin! Kill my, kill, kill, kill my brother-in-law. Kill brother-in-law, whatever. Kill my, yeah, kill my brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna kill me! He's gonna kill me! He, he beats Hamlet to the punch. And, like, so. tell him uh, what happens when, like, the queen of the area came and visited? Oh, the. As the, um, the Dragon Council, the five Dragon Lords, uh, politically sh- sorted themselves out, um, they decided that one dragon would become the emperor, the new emperor. Mm-hmm. And that was the blue dragon. And he as part of that deal to become that, uh, he married the black dragon counselor, who was a psychotic pirate. So mm-hmm. anyway, she's heard about the opera, the psychotic pirate, and she shows up. And part of the Cobalt opera is, of course, you get a, a, a bucket of semi-rotting vegetables. Do that with them, the cobalts. The cobalts, so she uses the cobalts. Cobalts literally have shields, mm-hmm. and can, can pick up stuff that's thrown them and throw it back. 
So the, sometimes the play breaks down too simply. Volleys of, of, of rotten, you know, stuff going back and forth between the audience and the kobolds. <laughs> um, but normally the kobolds try to get the whole play done in some fashion. Uh, but anyway, so the queen is sitting right up there in the front row because she, she's been, the people try to advise her against it. Hmm. She's like, no, I'm the queen. I'm going to be in the front row. Yep. <laughs> and something happens in the play, and some people don't like it. Some people on the mid rows throw stuff up with the kobolds. The kobolds pull up their shields, the boot locks down, they pick it up, and they throw it back to the, the most convenient people, the people in the front row. Yep. And so they pelt the dragon queen. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone, like, realizes what they've done. It's like, oh, my God, she's a psychopath. Yep. Uh, and she says there goes, she turns and looks at Lorelai, who's, who's sitting there with her, who's brought her to this. Whose mom's character. Mom, whose mom's character. And she goes, this is great! <laughs> and she starts pelting, pelting the back. She's like, this is like interactive theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I just blinked on what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. So the next time she wanted to be a little catapult. Yeah. Her own little personal catapult to use against <laughs> the kobolds. Because the kobolds were, were a little too good with their shields. Oh, and, yeah. And they had to convince her not that the, the, the actors and actresses might not come on stage. Mm-hmm. Because they saw a catapult among the audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, also, how this game was working, you had two players and you were yes. the DM. I was the game. It was John... Um, don't, don't say his name because I'm John not sure. John B. John B, yeah. Uh, was was one. He was. Uh, he was fun. He was the red. He was the red, um, dragon counselor. Who lost out in the end? Well, he um, he chose as as the saying goes, he chose poorly. Um, he thought that the the blue was a threat to him, and therefore he was something he could he could pat on the head and be be a good little blue. Yeah, because he's kind of demeaning towards women. Yes, and he was demeaning toward the two female counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sad because. The white actually got a, it, in the game, they got a, they raided a drow city, and they got a huge pile of... Drow slaves. Of drow slaves and metals, mm-hmm. drow metals, which she took her share as the dragon or as the horde leader of that attack, and um, made magic items for all the other dragon counselors. Except? Except for Lorelai, because Lorelai had helped her, so she gave Lorelai an item as well. Mm-hmm. And... Wait, she gave one to uh, John B? Yes. Oh, okay. And it was a huge battle staff. Ooh. Did all kinds of fun battle things. And he was like, this is all it does? <laughs> and she was like, well, this is what you do. You're not, you're not a finesse dragon. Yeah. Yeah, because he was. He was a very combat in your face, combat spell. Yeah, he was like a fighter, but with magic. Or right. a paladin with magic, basically. Yes. Without a code. Yeah. That is not an oathbreaker. Just the yeah. evil, evil. Like, well, they're, they're all dragon sorcerers, and dragon sorcerers get to turn into dragons. Mm-hmm. So as, as they get more powerful, more more they, they get wings, they get claws, they get bites. Uh, and so he, he played up to their strengths, but that was basically a combat. Mm-hmm. They were all combat spells. Yep. And so he got something that augmented his combat spells. You know, so he could do defensive spells and combat spells at the same time, and all this other fun stuff. And but he was like, "Is that all it does?" <laughs> And whereas um, um, Lorelai, mom, <laughs> you know, mom's character, uh, got a staff that did a bunch of different things. So she was a rogue. Uh, and the most important thing it did was it summoned either a archangel or a Babel lord yeah. through a gate spell <clears throat> once a month. Mm-hmm. Once a month, you could get either one of those. Can I talk about one of my stories that reminds me of? Yes. So, um, 
I was doing a Halloween special with some friends, and I was a dragonborn uh, sorcerer at like uh like fifteenth level. And at fifteenth level, you get wings, and with because she was a dragon, she was a dragon bloodline sorcerer. So she has okay. she basically is a red dragon, uh, a blue dragon with like blue wings. Mm -hmm. And so, so basically, all we started off actually joking around, saying like, "Hey, um." We know that gold burns at a different level than the houses, so why don't we just burn down the place and they pick up our gold later? <laughs> I was being, I know it was just being a mean uh, friend, but it was funny. <laughs> it was funny because, in fact, it turns out that... Wait, uh, though I wasn't able to, f I didn't actually have a spell to burn things. So, uh, we went through, we played it, and at the end, uh, my DM, uh, denounced, uh, announced, saying that, oh, well, you're all kids, and you <laughs> all just got your candy back from this mean bulldog and i'm just like watch out arsonist <laughs> yes they almost as children burned the house down actually yeah i think it was like a junk a yard yes but yeah we, we burned down a junk we tried to burn down a junk yard uh yeah yep. god if i had a fire spell my friend would so hate me <laughs> uh did i also mention that i'm working on cosplay currently yes you did on my last podcast on the guy with the crown. Did I mention that last time though? Well, I'm do. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did mention it. You did. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm doing cosplay. Um, I'm currently still working on it. Um, I'm making the crown, and how it basically is, it's a band around the head with two side pieces where a mess can go into. And so it's just like uh, I'm figuring stuff out, like um, because I ha I might need more foam for my project, but like um. Because I'm doing a lot of things, like, first time. Like, I'm making my own, like, crown and mask. Uh, I'm making a sword out of foam. And, and Dapper Mouse needs a mask because she has glasses. Well... And that's the tough to thing when it has clues or advice for how to put class, glasses underneath the mask. And she'll make the mask work. I'm probably not. I probably just uh, keep my glasses, like, on a chain or something. Because, like, my glasses are, like, gold-like themed. Okay. Like, a nice... They look gold, in my opinion. Do they look gold? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just probably have them like, because I see some like some other cosplayers do where they like do the bead thing around it so they can hang it off the neck. Mm -hmm. So I might just do that. Okay. So I can like, t cause how I think of, how I think it's gonna work is that I'm going to get just get magnets, uh, for the mask and for the um, for the crown. So mm -hmm. I can just simply slide it up and like it fits. Cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Do we have anything else we need to talk about? No, I think uh, my, my brief report on, on my writing, uh, uh, not quite successes, and your vast, uh, you doing the past two weeks, mm -hmm. much more than me. Yeah. I've been, I've been kind of vegetating. <laughs> but um, currently I'm just trying to, like, our house is kind of messy, so currently I'm just trying to go around and, like, clean up the house, too. Yep. But yeah, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you like it. Thank you very much for spending a little time with us. And see ya! See ya!